Thank you so much, Rabbi Arye. First of all, uh, here we just lit the eighth candle of Hanukkah. It's after sundown here. And uh, you outside of Israel, I, I think in the UK, it's already already lit the candles also, but uh, soon light in, in the United States. And we call it Zos Hanukkah because it says that day with the Torah reading for tomorrow morning is Zos Hanukkah Tamizbeach, that we read the whole uh, episode of the sanctification of the Holy Temple, that we read one one portion each time during Hanukkah. Okay, it's a special day, and it's a special day for uh, to get close to Hashem, and it's a very special day. And there's there's something we're going to learn tonight. I'll make a little introduction here. Um, whenever you light candles, it's something special. Whenever you light candles, lighting candles, two times that we light candles, we light or three times on on Shabbat. And on festivals, on Yom Tovim, and on Hanukkah. And every one of those three is a taste of the world to come. We have a special, since tonight is the last night of Hanukkah, and we learned last, uh, in our last four lessons, we learned Torah 14 in part one. The last part of Torah 14 wasn't about Hanukkah, and we learned that the week before Hanukkah. Now, the last day of Hanukkah, we're going to learn Likutemur on the second part, second section, the second Torah, because the first part of that Torah is about Hanukkah. It's going to continue on. It's going to take us three or four weeks to learn this Torah. Okay, but this is a classic Torah. And breast the thinking, we're going to learn a classic uh, concept and serving Hashem and Rabbi Nachman's Torah and Rabbi Nachman's, the, Rabbi Nachman's foundation of Imuna. And this is gratitude. This is what all Hanukkah is about. So if Hashem's loving grace, tonight's lesson is entitled A Taste of Paradise. That's exactly what Rabbi Nachman promises us in Likutemo on Tanina, Likutemo on second part, second Torah, what's called Torah Beis. He starts off and he says like this, is perfect for tonight. Yemei Hanukkah em yemei hoda'ah kamoshe katu vekavu shmoni yemei Hanukkah ele lehodot ulehalel. That the days of Hanukkah they're days of Thanksgiving. In America, you have Thanksgiving one day. But really, and we have Thanksgiving every day. But the special eight days of Thanksgiving, that's Hanukkah. Because it's written, we say in the in the Amida prayer and the Alanisi prayer, that they established eight days of Hanukkah for Thanksgiving and praise. Okay. So, Yemei Ahoda'a, says Rabbi Nachman, the days of Thanksgiving, Zeprinat Shashu Olam Rabbi Nachman says, a day that you thank Hashem is an aspect of the world to come. And as as soon as a person says thank you to Shem, that person uplifts himself or herself from the mundane world, and, and you're already flying. You're, you're in the next world. People don't do think drink of uh, uh, Shangri-La and, and Paradise and, and Eden. It's right there. She say thank you to Hashem. She say thank you to Hashem. She say thank you? Oh, now I'm going to give you a reason to say thank you. You'll feel like you're in paradise. So that, that's what the, the power Tremendous power of gratitude. We know how good we feel when we do favor someone. Someone says thank you, and for the Hashem, when someone gets gets to close to Hashem, Rabbi Nachman has explained to us, uh, the person doesn't have to be some tremendous righteous person, some tremendous scholar, just a very regular, simple person. It's got a sense of gratitude that knows how to say thank you, Hashem. Now, there's a special spiritual ploy of taking a notebook and saying 100 thank yous a day. 
hundred thank yous a day, a hundred that that's great. That really gets the person close. It's invokes all kinds of blessings. Can you want? So what is that? Rabbi Nachman says that what, what, what's the whole? What's the world to come about? What's the next world? What's paradise all about? That the main aspect of the next world, the world to come, that we all look forward to. But so, what are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm going to have a, a front row seat to the Super Bowl. No, there's no Super Bowl in the world to come. Oh, no, I'm going to have a front row seat in the Derby with uh, uh, United against City. No, there's no 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 English football in the world to come. No, I'm going to have a Bermuda vacation. Uh, Bermuda's down here. That's not there. Rabbi Nachman explains, Ikal shashu that the delight of the next world to say thank you to Hashem's great name. So what happens? What's the number one gift when you say thank you? Rabbi Nachman says, you get to know Hashem. Hashem says, thank you? Okay. I don't want you to say thank you for nothing. So now you get to know me. So Hashem gives us the Rabbi Arya, and we just spoke about it. We were speaking privately before the lesson. That's called, called Da, spiritual awareness. And we discussed how our mutual rabbi, we're graduates of the same rabbinical seminary, and our mutual uh, rabbi, Rabbi Yitzchak Berkowitz, he's got such amazing spiritual awareness. He, he sees Hashem everywhere. He says, he says, people say, well, Rabbi, where can I see the hand of Hashem? He said, what? <laughs> he look, they look at a, at a paper cup, and he said, well, you can't see the hand of Hashem here? This is amazing spiritual awareness. This is what Hashem gives us for award. When we say thank you, Hashem increases our spiritual awareness that enables us to get to know him much, much better. Okay. That by way of thanksgiving, by way of saying thank you to Hashem, you get closer and closer. Hashem says, oh, my daughter, oh, my son, you want to say thank you? I don't have to shout. Come close to me. You can whisper it. Okay. Hashem brings you close to him. And there's a, what a, there is no greater gift in the world than proximity to Hashem. Because this is our whole challenge in this world is to get close to Hashem. And this, the world is against us. The, 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 the material world, the spirit, the material world is fighting the spiritual world. And it doesn't want us to get close. So we think see, that we have to attribute uh, our successes or heaven forbid our failures to, to natural reasons. No, all to Hashem. So Hashem lets us get close to Him. The more you get to know Hashem, the closer you are to Him. And then Rabbi Nachman continues on. Wow. In the future, all types of divine service is going to be Null and void. Even in the Holy Temple, we have all the different sacrifices, sin offerings, and uh, the different sacrificial offerings. Rabbi Nachman says, in the future, they're all going to be all going to be uh, canceled, mm -hmm. except for Kolben Toda. Kolben Toda is the offering of gratitude, the gratitude offering. And the gratitude offering, this is the Rabbi Nachman is not bringing this right from the Midrash. Okay. And, and uh, he says, that in the future, the divine service, nothing's going to be left except gratitude, saying thank you to Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Not only to thank Him, but to get to know Him. To get to know Him. Who does want to get to know their father? And Rabbi Nachman would always say, he would say with tongue-in-cheek, 
They say, oh, you, woe is the son that doesn't know his father. He says, who's your father? Oh, I don't know. Well, can it, it's been, we have to get to know our father. We have to get to know our father. And this is our purpose. And so we do that. When we thank him and we praise him and we get to know him. As the Navi Yeshayahu, the prophet Yeshayahu says in, in chapter 11, that the whole world will fill with spiritual awareness, and when the whole world fills with spiritual awareness, that that no average person will know Hashem. This is when Mashiach comes, and Hashem's name will be revealed more. As Hashem be revealed more, and the average person will know Hashem and, and recognize Hashem, be cognizant of Hashem, like the big tzaddik, like the big righteous person today. This is this That's what we look forward to. That's what we look forward to. Now, we have three words. And what Rabbi Nachman Tetsche teaches us, he says, Bechinat olam abba. Okay, shashua olam abba. The delight of the next world. And we just can't go on that past. When we learn Likute Moran in depth, we learn it like the most serious tractate of Gomorrah. Okay, so now I'm going to do something that I haven't done up till now, but Rabbi Natan, who explains all of Rabbi Nachman, who wrote down Rabbi Nachman's service, prime disciple. Rabbi Natan, Rabbi Nachman's prime disciple, took Rabbi Nachman's principles from Likutei Moran, and according to these principles, he elaborated on the four sections of the Code of Jewish Law. And this is called Likutei Alachot. It's, it's, it's about the Likutei Alachot. It's a, it's a gathering of of laws, and it explains the entire code of Jewish law, the Shulchan Orach, according to Rabbi Nachman. So Rabbi Natan in Yuridea, in the second section, when he's talking about the uh, prohibition against crossbreeding, we're not, we're not allowed to crossbreed animals, we're not allowed to crossbreed trees, there's a, a prohibition crossbreeding. Okay, this in, in chapter 4, the fifth halacha, yeah. Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Natan, he gives an entire elaboration of Shashua Olamaba, the delight of the world to come. And this is the main crux of the lesson. We all want to know what's going on in the world to come. Okay. So therefore, we're gonna we're gonna uh explain it, elaborate according to Rabbi Natan. So now taking the three words that Rabbi Nachman says here in Torah 2, second part, and the Explanation, elaboration of Rabbi Natan. Rabbi Natan says that this is what Hanukkah is all about. Tonight, our last night of Hanukkah. And that the days of Hanukkah are days of gratitude, days of saying thank you. That's why on Hanukkah, you have a taste in your mouth of the next world. And when you sit and you gaze in front of the Hanukkah candles, the special holiness. It, it's not this world. Not this the world at all. Where it gets fueled from the power that this is a time that Hashem performs for us miracles. You see, miracles. I did Hanukkah. Yesterday, we saw the most tremendous miracle, and, and everywhere we have the miracle. I can tell stories about, stories about miracles. Yesterday, out of the clear blue, after 48 hours of quiet, we had a quiet in Ashdod, 
It was still in the near Gaza. They get mortar fire, but missile fire. We didn't all of a sudden had a barrage, nine missiles. One of the missiles crashed through the roof of a supermarket. And it's a supermarket where uh, all the Hasidim buy. Okay. It was at 510 in the afternoon. Uh, at 510 in the afternoon, everybody's lighting Hanukkah candles. And th- there was nobody. The supermarket was empty. Now, if it were an hour earlier at four or an hour later at six, Wednesday afternoon is many people are cooking on Thursday. Now they're cooking for, for Shabbat in Israel. And uh, people are buying like crazy. Supermarkets are jammed Wednesday afternoon. You know, you go to Israeli supermarket uh, in a religious neighborhood, you want to buy for Shabbat Wednesday afternoon, you're going to stand in line at the checkout counter because there are a lot of people there. And after candle lighting, well, of course, Wednesday night, guys come home from work and they come just in time for candle lighting and they go, they, they run also. But at 5, 10 in the afternoon, nobody was in the supermarket. And that missile, it was intercepted. It didn't explode in the supermarket. It was exploded above the supermarket. But then this coal chunk of broken missile crashing molten hot metal came crashing through the roof of the supermarket and landed right in the middle of the supermarket. And nobody was there. And nobody got hurt. Okay, it put a hole in the entire ceiling of the supermarket. It put a hole in the floor of the supermarket, but nobody got hurt. This is Hanukkah. Shem says, look, my children, I'm right there with you. You know, you're not perfect. You're not having all made tshuva yet. You haven't all repented. Okay, so you're going to get missiles, but this is, I'm going to adjust them. This is, Hashem is showing his finger that exactly what's what's happening on the missile. And today there's been a, a tremendous, a, tremendous miracles and all types of things on the news. I'm going to go into details, but uh, lots, lots of miracles, lots of miracles happening. Okay, so this is a time of miracles. And a time of miracles, miracles is above nature. And the world to come is above nature. So we're already in a realm above nature. This is not logical. I'll never forget in the Gulf War, and uh, Gulf War was 1991. The Gulf War, when Saddam Hussein sent 39 Scud missiles to Israel, and only one person got killed. And that person who got killed was a person who built his home on Shabbat, and the neighbors, not in a religious neighborhood, but they say, well, we don't want to hear the jackhammers and the all these things, the, the concrete mixers. We don't hear that Shabbat. Shabbat, we want to take a rest, quiet. He says, no, I'll do what I want. It's my own home. Okay, so that home he built on Shabbat, took a Scud missile, and the Scud missile landed right on him. <laughs> okay, that's the only one. Only casualty, the only, of, of 39 missiles, each one, one, one missile fell on the U.S. Army in Saudi Arabia. And it killed 45 soldiers and wounded 251 missile. 39 fell on Israel. This is the sham was above, 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 above nature. And Hanukkah is a time above nature. If somebody flows with the rhythm of Hanukkah, rhythm of Hanukkah candles, we see when we light Hanukkah candles, we don't get up for 30 minutes. We sit for 30 minutes and gaze the Hanukkah candles and say psalms and talk to Hashem and sing songs of praise to Hashem. And if you want to eat latkes, you eat latkes, you eat whatever you do, but it just enjoy it. And that's that's time with being, time being divine light. That's like Hashem says, you know, my, my son, my daughter, come sit on my lap. This is Hanukkah. You can imagine that this is, Hashem is so loving. And this is what Rebbe Natan is explaining. It's such a time of miracles. This is a time that invokes miracle, times are conducive for miracles. 
That therefore, we should all the time be saying thank you to Hashem on all the wonders and miracles that he did for our forefathers. From the beginning of time until right now in general and in specific. And Rabbi Natan says, don't ever forget to thank Hashem for all the good that is happening right now. Can anybody take one heartbeat for granted? Can anybody take ah, a breath for granted? No. Can anybody take their eyes for granted? They've got eyes that they're hearing. It's so, we're walking around. We are all silk stockings full of blessings. This is the elegant silk guard full, full of blessings, 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 blessings. And it's funny, people who have gratitude, they're never bitter. But people who are bitter, they don't have gratitude. Check that out. It works. It, it's, it, it, just like that. So this is what uh, King David said. Al tishkachi kol gmulav. In Psalms, he says, don't forget all Hashem's favors. Rabbi Natan says that the way of gratitude is the best, and it's also the easiest way to get close to Hashem. Person, like we said, Tepper doesn't have to be some great Talmudic scholar or some great righteous person. No, you're just a regular person. Regular person, they thank you with Hashem. Because there are people that are so-called scholars or so-called. If you say thank you to Hashem, you're right away taking yourself to the highest potential, your highest potential spiritual level. And the more you say thank you, the more you increase your own potential. Oh, but it's not so simple because this world is full of tests, full of trial, and full of sorrow, says Rabbi Natan. King Solomon, the wise of all men, said that a person is created to work. The word for work and suffering is a play on words in the holy tongue. Amal. Amal is work and it's suffering. In other words, it's toil. You could use the word, say the word in English, the word toil, which is toil. You know, you, you don't say toil from work that you enjoy. You know, uh, I don't think that a uh, painter who's enamored in painting, he's toiling over his painting. No, a person toiling over a rock pile. It's a prisoner that's breaking rocks with a sledgehammer. He's toiling over a rock pile. Okay, so this is toil, that the world is full of toil. And a person, and that this comes in. So if we take divine service, divine service is called avodah, that's called work. Divine service, if we take divine service, then, and we fill our lives with divine service, then the toil in life, Hashem takes it away. Because let's say a person has to have a quota of 100 points of work or toil, whatever you want to call it. But a person takes on, the more the person takes on divine service, then Torah said, no, you can't. Only 100 points. You can't have 50 points of divine service and 100 points of toil. No. You knock down your toil to 50 points. And the more a person invests in Hashem, then the more a person is exempt from the suffering in this world. And this is exactly what our sages tell us in the Ethics of the Fathers. They said if a person takes on the yoke 
of Torah, the yoke of divine service, then it's taken away from him, the yoke of mundane service, what he's got to do. This is exactly what our sages tell us. That we say that same chapter in Ethics of the Fathers, that there's really the only ultimate good in the world is Torah. Rabbi Nathan says, look, from the suffering in this world, it's difficult to get close to Hashem. Look, there's wars and there's diseases and there's financial problems and economic problems and, and coronavirus and all types of things. A person, sometimes a person feels like he's punch drunk, like a fighter in the ring that's got hit too many times. And how do you get close to Hashem? Rabbi Nathan says, not simple. But here, this cuts right through it. When even when a person wants to go, okay, all right, I've got the suffering. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to tell Hashem about my suffering. So if he has a chance and he finally, he or she uh, gets to a, a room or to a pasture or to a park and, and talks to Hashem and there's so much suffering and so much sorrow and open up their mouth, talk to Hashem, uh, and then nothing comes out. Rabbi Nathan says this is difficult, that the opposition in this world makes it difficult for a person to get close to Hashem because a person feels, in Hebrew, Rabbi Nathan calls it kvedut, feels heaviness. It's a, such a heaviness of the soul that you feel like your limbs are heavy. When a person is depressed, person's not happy, feels heavy, like can't get out of bed, can't get out of the chair. It's a heaviness. But what happens is when a person is reminded, wait a second, hold it, time out on the field. Yes, I have this problem. Yes, I have this problem. Yes, I have this problem. Yes, there's missiles falling. Ooh. I don't feel my heart connected to a battery anywhere. Let's say I'm a Boch Hashem, no pacemaker. Uh, my lungs, they're not, the, thank you, Hashem, I'm not connected to a respirator. Kidneys, A-OK. All it says to go one by one, one by one. At my, I can walk and and no pains in my ankles, no pains in my knees. Wow, this is the this is the better than the Irish lottery. And you start thinking of the favors that Hashem's doing. Don't forget anything. Don't forget anything. Now, who says uh, who says you don't have a headache? Oh, I don't have a headache. Have you ever had a migraine? And you don't have that migraine? That's enough to wow. Thank you, Hashem. I take a clear head. My head doesn't hurt. If anybody ever had once a a migraine, a splitting headache, what a thank thank you, Hashem. I don't have a headache. Thank you, Hashem, I'm not thirsty. Thank you, Hashem, I'm not hungry. That's okay. There's maybe there's not Chateaubriand in the refrigerator, but there's sure are other things. Okay, there's there's cheese and there's eggs and there's bread. Thank you, Hashem. So many different things. A roof over the head. Thank you, Hashem. Look at the family. Look, Ooh, I'm married. I've got a spouse. How many people would can't find a spouse? Can't find a soulmate. I've got children. Uh, how many people would the wildest dream of having a child, wildest dream of having a soulmate. You've got all this right here. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. So Rabbi Natan says, a person starts thanking Hashem and his heart opens up and this gratitude, it melts all the tribulation. It melts the heaviness and it takes away, it melts the heaviness as if you've got uh, these iron bars that were round your neck and your shoulder and it's come fire from from Hashem melts them, and all of a sudden you don't have this weight on your shoulders anymore. And this is what Rabbi Nathan, Rabbi Nathan tells us. 
Amitiot. Therefore, the best psychological advice that a person can have against anxiety and depression is remind yourself of the favors that Hashem does for you. And that's what kind of remind ourselves what Hashem did for our forefathers and what he did for us in general and in particular. And that's why Hanukkah all this time. Stop and think. In the time of Hanukkah, 95%, 96% of the population in Israel was Hellenistic. They went after the Greeks. There were 4% of the people that didn't assimilate. 4% of the people, maybe less, that uh, didn't sell themselves out, didn't sell their Torah, didn't sell their faith. And not only the Greeks are against them, their own brothers are against them. You're less than 4% of the population. And everybody is eating like a Greek, okay? The Greek eats pork chops, they're eating pork chops. And a Greek works out in the gym just with a, a loincloth and, and they're not dressed like they used to dress. They're just with a loincloth and they're learning in the Greek universities and they're not learning, they're certainly not learning uh, uh, Torah anymore. And this is what's going on. It's going on in Israel. It was lost. The assimilation was terrible. And comes the Maccabim, the head priest, the high priest, Matatiao, the high priest and his sons, Elazar Maccabi and Yudah Maccabi and Shimon Maccabi and Yonatan Maccabi, Yochanan Maccabi, and turn the entire scales. And their sister, he said last night, the sister, Yehudit Maccabi, she was, she, she really, if, 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 if anybody thinks that uh, uh, our, our faith is chauvinistic, exact opposite, exact opposite, the biggest her, heroes, heroines, were, are women. Women. Yudit. Look at you, Esther and Purim. Yudit and Hanukkah. Uh, Yael, she killed Sisera. Yeah, one by one. Deborah the prophetess. It's, it's not at all. Not at all. So that's just an aside. But this is the miracle of Hanukkah. Think what the miracles that Hashem did for us at this time of the year. And the time of the year, the, the Hebrew calendar, things that happen in the past and Kabbalah, it's called a Rishimo. It leaves an impression for the future. In other words, that the time, this is the festival of the lights. People, another name for Hanukkah. Okay, Chaga Urim. And so, so lights, we're not talking about candle lights. We're talking about divine lights. Because this is the power of gratitude, that Hanukkah is the, the holiday of gratitude for getting close to Hashem. It's getting close to Hashem. And we thank Hashem. What's a big thing? We thank Hashem. And whether we're Jewish or Noahide, people ask me, is Hanukkah, is, is that germane for, for Noahides? I say, sure, sure is. And why? Because one thing in, in Hanukkah, we thank Hashem that he separated us from the rest of the world that's politically correct and that does all types of false worship and this and that. And we thank Hashem for clinging to our Torah. Well, both Jews and Noahides, they cling to the Torah. Uh, I did. We wrote in the Noahide, Emunah and the Noahide, uh, the difference, people say, what is this? Is some type of uh, the difference between a Jewish soul and a Noahide soul. It's not segregation and it's not discrimination. It's not a, a, a diesel engine doesn't discriminate against a benzene engine. They have different, they, they take different fuel. So the Noahide soul, which Noahide soul has a different job to do. The Noahide soul 
has to do Noahide soul works like a bulldozer. Noahide soul has to go. I think a Noahide soul has to go against greater uh, resistance than a Jewish soul does, because a Noahide soul has got a good soul former his former world, and from that it's really difficult. So Noahides, they have seven mitzvahs. We say with the Rambam, we explain in the book, they can really do 33 mitzvahs, but seven mitzvahs that are uh, seven mitzvahs that are absolutely uh, non-negotiable have to do. And Jews have to do all 613. Not all 613 can do today. There's only maybe uh, slightly over 200 practical mitzvahs. So many mitzvahs are, are connected to the Holy Temple. So many mitzvahs are connected for the, the Kohanim, the, the priestly tribe alone. And then there's mitzvahs, for example, and maybe person if a person is happily married the whole life, they'll never do uh, that. Giving, the, the way to get divorced is considered one of the 613 commandments. Okay, so a person never gets divorced. He doesn't perform that mitzvah, but you don't want to perform that mitzvah. In other words, there, there's a way to do certain things in life that uh, we don't necessarily want to do them. Okay. But the whole point is that for a Jew or for a Noahide, both a Jew and Noahide can say, Thank you, Hashem, for saving us from the rest of the world that is on the wrong track. Because really, we can't say, oh, we're, we're so brilliant, we're so great, look how... So if... A person is Jewish, a person is a Noahide, got to say thank you to Hashem for that too. Okay, Hashem some way came down and personally illuminated your heart and illuminated your brain, and you did something super create, super courageous. This is this, the Dita Maccabees. I see every Noahide I know, and the more I know them, the more I love them, that because of the dedication if you're Jewish, you love dedication. You love dedication. The dedication is a big mission. The dedication that I see, we have people in our group, I mentioned that their parents were Christian clergymen and they took their parents' theology and cast it aside. That is not a way to become popular in the family. And all types of pressures in the family and, and what they've done. So this is... a. Uh, this is Hanukkah. Hanukkah is light, a light of Hashem and gratitude. Again, Hanukkah is, is, is certainly there's nothing at all wrong with, with a Noahide lighting Hanukkah candles. <laughs> nothing at all. In fact, it, it, it Noahide, it's a Noahide's chance to get closer and closer and closer to Hashem. And if anybody's got it and a, a, a difficulty with that, uh, Rebbe Mayer, Rebbe Mayer Balanes says in the Gemara that a Noahide who fulfills the seven Noahide commandments is on the level of the high priest in the Holy Temple. I rest my case. Okay, we back in. So uh, Rabbi Natan continues. He says, Kol echad And this is where getting back to Rabbi, it's right, Rabbi Natan. He says, if a person looks what he or she went through in life and that Hashem brought him or her to this particular point in life, stop and think, how many times Hashem will save your life? How many times Hashem pulled you out of a fire? How many times Hashem did some magnificent miracle for you? And that's why this, that, that, this sing Hashem's praise all the time and, and don't stop. And Hanukkah is a reminder. It's an eight-day reminder. We have to sing Hashem's praise, says Rabbi Natan. Uh, 
we do this on, on every Shabbat. We say the Nishmat prayer. We say the Nishmat prayer in language of Amuna. We have a whole explanation of Nishmat prayer. I strongly recommend you. And this is this is uh, amazing. Nishmat prayer, it brings divine light into every part of the body. Every part of the body praises to Shem. We say, if our mouth was full of praise like the, like the, the sea, we couldn't praise you enough. And we can't properly thank you enough, Hashem. And this, okay, so right now he concludes. He says, a klal. Okay, the general rule that we learned from all this, Now, this is a practical advice. Rabbi Natan is not talking about pie in the sky. We're talking about tasting the aspect of the world to come in this world, in this troubled world. When a person sees that his or her troubles in body and soul and in, in, in pocket, in wallet, and monetarily, and person looks at himself because of all his troubles, and he perceives himself or herself to be far away from Hashem. He look and say, when am I going to get close to Hashem? Wow. Because he knows, he knows that person, the person, uh, King Solomon says, that the inner heart knows a person's bitterness. You can't lie to yourself. And some people try to lie to themselves. But the first thing, let's be honest with with ourselves. I'm happy. I'm not happy on a scale of zero to to 10. Where where am I on this continuum? The depression happiness continuum. And we'll take it from there. Okay. Beloved brother, beloved sister, we'll, we'll go further. We'll go further. So a person looks at himself or herself. And because of all the trouble, says Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Natan, he's just punch drunk. His head is spinning. And so what, what, what am I going to get out of the financial troubles and the marital troubles and uh, a teenage child that doesn't act like the way it's supposed to do and this and that and, and trouble at work and with competitor, competitors and with superiors and trouble. Everywhere he goes, he sees trouble. Everywhere he trouble. And add to that, it, rockets are falling and terrorism and all kinds of other stuff. He says, as soon as, Rabbi Nathan says, as soon as a person sees that the troubles are about to overcome, he should pay attention and look, observe, observe, observe the loving kindness and the deeds of compassion and the favors that Hashem has done with him all the time. No, don't be selective. Stop and think. Stop and think. Okay, when you were eight years old, your uncle bought you this little tiny toy truck that you dreamed of. Don't forget that. that, that that's from Hashem. Your uncle bought it. That's from Hashem. Uh, when you never believed that you'd escaped the Iron Curtain, Hashem took you out of Russia, took you out of Ukraine, brought you to Miami, brought you to Atlanta, and did all kinds of wonderful things. <laughs> Who could think? There's people still stuck back over there. Can you imagine that uh, Hashem, Hashem took me here to, to cut. Don't embarrass anybody. You got my, my cousins and, and Fear and Elisheva. They're here. Look at that. People are in the Ukraine and they're freezing and they're starving and they're getting bombed. And uh, Hashem took Elisheva and her husband 
And her son took him out of Ukraine, brought him into Miami. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. Took Fira out of there, Russia. She's in Atlanta. Bo Hashem. I'm always so happy that we, it fills my joy. It fills my heart of joy when I see them. And I see, I know they're safe. And I did the Bo Hashem. They get the, yeah, that's it. Back to you, Fira. Back to you. It, it, it just feels, we don't take anything for granted. We have to remind ourselves every day. And this is like, uh, this is like for for fear and for Elishev, it's like it's like Pesach every day. It's like Pesach. Shem took me out of Egypt, and and but and now even even Pesach is is Hanukkah because hold it, Hashem took us out of Egypt. Hashem took us out of Egypt. I think. Look when I when I was in in, in Joburg and I was in South Africa, and I took one of the high moments in in my life. High moments. Of, I did tell a little secret. I grew up in inner city Washington D.C. Uh, when after World War II, when I was born in 1949, uh, my parents were very poor and they had a little tiny grocery store in uh, a downtrodden area of Washington, D.C. I did not know a white person until I was nine years old. I lived in inner city, did not know a white person. And then there was this, I grew up, this is, a, I, 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 I grew up with the, with the black brothers and sisters and always been close ever, ever since then. So it was a big highlight for me when I was in, in Joburg in South Africa, and I was invited to speak to a group of 5,000 South Africans. And there wasn't anybody white in the crowd. Okay, And there's it. So, so we were talking about gratitude. We we're talking about gratitude. And I said, uh, did the guys know you hear, you know, gospel music? Yeah, yeah, they do that. Then American gospel Okay, go down, Moses. Way down, Egypt land. We think, but what but think now, look, you're in South Africa. You're a free person. Imagine your, your great, 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 great grandparents had to avoid the slave catchers from Europe and America and this and that. You were all the time chased after and, and pulled out of your home and taken into slavery. It's the same thing. Just like that's why they can very relate, very relate to the Exodus to, for Egypt. So if I'd say to any African has to remind himself every single day, hey, I'm a free person. I'm a free person. My my great grandparents were slaves. I'm a free person. Hey, wait a second. Is it worth it to say thank you for that? Every single one we go down the whole list. It's 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 so amazing. It's so amazing. And just for for us, not just in, in my age. My mother came out of the Holocaust. I'm not in the Holocaust. As much as going on in Israel and everything, then it's still not the Holocaust. And so much we've got an army. We could do it. They didn't have that in Europe. They didn't have that in Europe. There's so many reasons to say thank you. So many reasons. You don't have to look far. Just start with the heart and the breath and Hashem, everything. So this, when we look for these reasons to say thank you, says Rabbi Natan, this uplifts us. Now, don't remember. Don't remember. Now, everybody's got to smile. We start talking about say thank you and remembering the good things. And nobody's frowning anymore. Everybody's smiling. He says, wait, let's try a new strategy. Before we cry and complain to Hashem for our troubles, let's start, wait a second, troubles, you're not going anywhere, go to the side. Oh, they are going to go separate ways. Uh, now, instead of complaining, Hashem, yeah, you got to pay the electric bill, got to pay the rent. Maybe person doesn't have the rent in the bank account now, doesn't know where the rent is going to come from. I'll pay, forget about the rent for a moment. Thank Hashem for your heartbeat. Thank Hashem for your eyes. Thank Hashem for your, your hearing. Hashem says, Hashem knows what your situation is because it's Hashem that didn't give you the money for the rent. Everything comes from Hashem. 
So Shem knows what it is. So now Seb says, ooh, my beloved daughter, my beloved son is thanking me. Now I'm going to give him plenty of reasons to continue thanking me. And now you're getting closer to Hashem. Now you get close to Hashem. Now tell me something. If you're close to Hashem, Hashem's not going to give you the rent. Hashem's not going to give you that new dress or that new suit that you need. Okay. Let me see. It's a, Hashem is a magnificent king. Now, what glory is it for the king when he has children that are poor and uneducated and they don't live in nice? Hashem wants you to have everything wonderful. But Hashem doesn't want us to have the sense of entitlement because that takes us away from Hashem. Hashem wants us to say thank you. And Hashem gives us Hanukkah and he gives us a, the candle lighting at Shabbat and he gives us a festival the time. We take a look at the light and we don't see lights of candles. We see lights of Hashem and we remind ourselves to say thank you. And it's the same thing in the aspect. We'll continue on in our next. We'll see that Hanukkah, we're going to shift gears. And see, Hanukkah is an exact aspect of Shabbat. Shabbat is an aspect of gratitude. Why is the Shabbat aspect of gratitude? What happened at the very first Shabbat in history? The very first Shabbat in history. Right before Shabbat, it was Friday afternoon, before candlelighting time, and Adam and Eve messed up. Wow. There were only two commandments at the time. They had a negative commandment, not to eat from the forbidden fruit, and then a positive commandment to be fruitful and multiply. Okay, so here they go. They've got two commandments and they haven't even been alive. They've been created earlier that morning. Okay, they're not even alive, existing for one day and they already can't keep Hashem's will. Okay, can't do it. Got to get kicked out of the Garden of Eden. They got kicked out of the Garden of Eden before Shabbat and they found themselves out on the outside and now it gets dark and dark and dark and dark. Remember, this is the first day. Adam didn't understand. Adam says, uh-oh, the world is going into nothingness because of my sin, and the axe is about to fall on my neck. And he waiting, he cried all night long. He did, he repented all night long. He pleaded to Hashem all night long. And then at daybreak, when the sun started coming out, it came lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. Then Adam understood, you have to remember, Adam was not created by, by man and woman. I was created by Hashem. So he had this divine uh, divine spiritual awareness that the snake made him forget for a minute. And the snake made Eve forget. That's enough. That's enough that the snake make a person forget for a minute. They make a mistake for the, the, that lasts their whole lives. But when Adam saw that this is the way of the world, there's lightness and dark, there's day and night that it's not because of a punishment, because this way Hashem created the world. He right away at daybreak said, Mizmo Shilioma Shabbat, a song of thanks for the day of Sabbath. Tovlodot Lashem. It is good to thank Hashem. King David, this is Psalm 92. King David got this from Adam, passed down from what about it? From Adam, it came down to Noah, it came down to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it came down to the 12, 12 sons of Jacob, 12 tribes. King David codified it into the Psalms, became Psalm 92. He wrote it down. And this is where on Shabbat is an aspect of gratitude. Adam thanked Hashem that he didn't get the, he didn't get the capital, capital punishment. So we see that Shabbat is also an aspect of gratitude. This is a, a, a little bit of a uh, introduction to our future lesson. We'll finish with Rabbi Nathan says, we're talking about the aspect of the world to come, Shashua Olam 
what Rabbi Nachman said to Aaron, and it's worth just for this lesson, brother, going, coming, a lot of grand, just these three words to learn and learn is we could take ourselves, we could treat ourselves, we could take ourselves out of depression. We could, this is a practical, practical days when a person is depressed, what do you do? Okay, you go for the gin and tonic, you, you go, go, go for the Zoloft, what do, what do you do? No, say thank you, Shem, thank you, Shem, and contemplate the gifts in life. And maybe if I don't remember a gift today, where you still remember your heartbeat, and you remember your breakfast, mm-hmm. and you remember the roof in life, and look at look at your closet. There's, there's clothes in there, and look at there, you've got shoes. And thank you, Sean. Don't take anything for granted. Don't take one of my delights in life. People laugh at me. Two of my delights in life, black coffee and dry socks. I said, why black coffee and dry socks? Once we were in a mission and the north of Israel, this is, I'm talking about, ooh, uh, maybe 48 years ago. And it was so cold. It was this time that it was so cold. And there was a terrorist, a suspected terrorist infiltration. And a squad from my unit had to lay an ambush. And it was sleeting that night. It was at the base of Mount Hermon, where Syria, Lebanon, and Israel come together. And we had lie in ambush and you can't say a word. You got to be in absolute silence. And I had to chew on, on some cloth so my teeth wouldn't shatter. It was so cold. My dream all night, I kept on dreaming, dreaming about black coffee and dry socks. My feet were wet. That was so uncomfortable. Dream about the excruciating pain for hours with this freezing cold feet and I felt like my, my soul was freezing. Every time I put on a pair of dry socks and every time I drink a black Turkish coffee, I'm reminded I, I'm not lying in the sleep and well, Hashem, nice and dry, nice and clean. And this is a happiness ploy. A happiness ploy is to thank Hashem. Thank Hashem for the dry socks. Thank Hashem for the cup of coffee. So I've been thinking that Hashem took you out of a painful situation. You had a disease, Hashem cured you. Make a happiness ploy. It's something, it's an instant trigger where it triggers happiness. People have triggers that trigger the opposite, trigger trauma. Don't put trauma trigger aside. And if you can't, invent for yourself happiness triggers, things that really made you happy in life. And maybe you didn't thank Hashem. Now's the time to thank Hashem. And this is what Rabbi Nathan explains to us. Rabbi Nathan says, if you don't thank Hashem for the good stuff in the past, then you get a sealing around your heart. Your heart becomes sealed. And you can't call out to Hashem because the heart is like it's a, it's hermetically sealed. So we have to say thank you. Rabbi Nathan is teaching us that we have to keep our hearts open. And to be close to Hashem, we have to say thank you. And he says, there's no vacuum. If the heart is sealed, and if a person's heart is sealed and the heart can't protect him, then the dark side takes over and spreads through the person up and down, width and the length. In other words, that it penetrates a person's entire body. And, and the mind, you don't want that. And that's where the depression comes from. It reads it right here. Rabbi Nachman and Rabbi Nathan, the greatest psychotherapists of, of modern history, the last thousand years. And and if that happens, then the evil side won't let a person get close to Hashem. Therefore, Alkane, 
צריכים ללכת בדרך זו מאוד בכל פעם בבוא לפרש שיחתו לשמי השם יברך ולקרב לאיזה דבר שבקדושה יזכיר את עצמו ריבוי הטובות והחסדים שעשה השם. Therefore, a person must always cling to this divine service that whenever he or she talks to Hashem must remind themselves of the good that Hashem did and thank him. Therefore, when people think in language of prayer, in back of the book in language of prayer, the last chapter is a chapter about personal prayer talking to Hashem. And people often ask me, how do I structure personal prayer? I say, start off with gratitude. Start off with gratitude. Thank Hashem. Start with the head. Let the body part start the head and, and go down. Thank Hashem for my brain. Thank Hashem for my eyes. Thank Hashem I don't have a headache. Thank Hashem for my ears. Thank you, Hashem I don't have an earache. Thank you, Hashem that my nose is not stuffed. I can smell the food. Thank you, Hashem for my teeth, my mouth. I remember when you had that root canal? Ooh, and that toothache. Oh, thank you, Hashem I don't have a toothache. People take it for granted. Okay, no toothache. Don't take anything for granted. It's enough that right away puts a smile on your face. I do not have a toothache. I do not need the dentist. Okay, but he did dentist. The dentist, every time you go to the dentist, how many thousands of, of quid or shekels or dollars is going to cost you a rand, whatever? No, no. I get to say, I don't need the dentist now. Thank you, Hashem, that I don't need the dentist right now. Okay, so I'm going to have, it, have a cleaning in, a, in another month, and then that's it. Thank you, Hashem, no cavities. Wow, don't take it for granted. And what this does, this destroys the dark side. This opens up the heart, opens up the... the Uh, sealing that the dark side tries to seal the heart so that the heart can't cry out to Hashem. And remember, when we learn our introduction to 13 principles of Muna, there is a war for the heart. There's a war for the heart. The neshama in the brain wants the heart to bring it up to the holy side, and the liver and the spleen, they want the heart to bring it down to the body side, they bring it down. The brain And the, the neshama, the soul, wants to bring the heart up close to Shem. And the dark side, which is in the liver and the spleen, they want to bring it down. It's a war for the heart. So by saying thank you to Hashem, we bring our hearts up and we thank Hashem. We thank Hashem for everything he did from us from yesteryear until today. And this strengthens the heart. It strengthens the heart. Spiritually and physically, liftoch b'ashem. This is the strength that gives a gives a person trust in Hashem. Shishmat filato gamata. That no matter where you are, what you are, this strengthening and thank you. Go get the confidence that Hashem hears your prayers. We have confidence that Hashem your prayers. By that way, and that way you get closer to Hashem. And the closer you are to Hashem, the more Hashem hears your prayers, and then you could speak to Him. As can. So this is what Rabbi Natan explains, what Rabbi Nachman is talking about. The delight of the world to come is proximity to Hashem, because in the world to come, everybody's closer to Hashem. It's easier to talk to Hashem. And we can have that right in this world just by saying thank you. And we think this is such an important uh, principle, this principle of gratitude. It is a rescue. It's a hatsala. Yeah, Rabbi Wolby, you put this into the Hatzola thing. Okay, put a little gratitude book. Okay, this is good for, for depression, for suicide, for right away. But then we don't even wait to get there. This is a person can lift himself right through the spiritual Aikido and bring himself from darkness into light. And this is exactly what we say in Alanisim. The Shem takes us from darkness to light, from evil to good. And it's just it's a 180. We do a 180 on the dark side. And this is all that we took this slowly. Next week, we continue on 
We continue on next week. It's not about Hanukkah already. This particular section is about Hanukkah. We'll be talking about Torah. We talk about Shabbat. We talk about important principles in Torah too. And it's probably going to be at least another two, maybe three lessons. And with Hashem's love and grace, look forward to seeing everyone next week.